Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Captain K. Okay, that's funny you mentioned that because I just watched the other night. I watched Scoob after Andy and I got into it with the whole Pirates of the Caribbean Scoob thing.
<laughs> because Captain Caveman is in Scoob, voiced by Tracy Morgan, yeah. which I was caught off guard by. But that is one of those things. It's a challenge to do when you have such an iconic voice, you know, and, and a trademark, you know, it, it, it would be like recasting, you know, The Simpsons and having somebody else say, eat my shorts, man. It yeah. just, it won't. You know, and as as much as he did the Captain Caveman thing, it just fell short of that. But I agree. I yeah. I'm a little bit of a of a of a voice actor snob. Uh, yes. I think voice actors are some of the most talented people in the business, and yet they get so little respect for it too. And so when you have a big thing and you take away all the major roles from the people who have been doing it for the last 10, yes. 15 years, yes. and you give it to everybody except Frank Welker. God bless Frank Welker. Oh, Long yes, major. Sure. Um, but the fact that all the rest of them don't even get anything in it, I was like, you know what? Matthew Lillard is a fantastic Shaggy, and yes, he, he should have been in that movie. Yeah. I actually had I actually had much warmer feelings towards uh, Scoob than the rest of the panel last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw the trailer, I thought that this was going to be the Hanna-Barbera Lego movie because oh, you see all yeah. the cameos and everything. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. a way to bring all the characters back and make them relevant and have them in the same universe yeah. and have them interacting and stuff too. And they did a little of that, right. but it was yeah. more like uh, fan service because they would just have yes. like a like a poster or an homage of that kind of go. Oh, that's oh that's from oh, you know, oh, oh there's Hong Kong cats and oh there's yeah. you know, all these yes. things for these because yes. like if ever there was a a, a a big gap in the in the collective consciousness, it's the Hanna Barbera characters because no like nobody knows you say Huckleberry Hound and you just oh, get oh, dead stares from anybody right. younger than forty, <laughs> and we only saw yes. it because it was the reruns. There was nothing right. else on TV right. on Saturday mornings exactly. or, so or after school. Third run, fourth yeah, run by so the time we saw it. Yes, that, that's the thing that, you know, I, I sort of miss out on is that, you know, sitting down with a big bowl of cereal and just like chowing down and, and you know, spending, what was it, like 90 minutes with the Smurfs? Yeah, swear, right. You know, something like and that. The snorks. Just, <laughs> and the snorks. <laughs> Those are Saturday sport. mornings. Those right. are the Saturday yeah. mornings. You, I, I, you, I've, I've, had, I've had an endless amount of delight going yes. to my 12-year-old and saying, let me tell you some of the other shows I said. This is what we call Turbo Teen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know a lot of the listeners are like, what are you talking about? But like, Look seriously, it up. <laughs> Look yes. that up on YouTube because you won't believe that that was a show that lasted like 13 episodes at least, uh. maybe more. Or like going, you know, there was a series called Rubik the Amazing Cube <laughs> about a Rubik's Cube <laughs> that took a group of kids around to have adventures with. Let me tell you about yes. Hammer Man. That's right. Oh, MC geez. Hammer as a yes. superhero with magic wow. shoes. <laughs> yes. 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 And then, for, you know, that's that's why one of my you know, topics to talk about last week was the Jason and Friends Saturday that's, morning that cartoon hilarious. show for Friday the 13th. That's so good. Rob, you got to check it out. You got uh, yeah, no, I'm in. That's all right. <laughs> Start making a list. Start making uh, a list. All right. But we've got new news for this week. We've got woo-hoo. breaking, late breaking news. That's right. Kyle, Here this was this, your fine. That's right. Here on this fine Saturday morning. I know. Yes. Thank you for all taking time out of the DC fandom to listen to <laughs> oh, Sat yes. Matt. Because uh, I know that's, that's, where, that's where I currently am. Because I'm in two places at once. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So as we were going to press, uh, as much as uh, I've, I've loved following the machinations of the New Mutants and the movie that does it really exist? It's Schrodinger's movie. Does it? Exist? The movie that really defines the thing of is this really a movie or is it just a collective pipe dream? Is the Flash movie? And I actually went because the news that came out about the Flash movie. Um, 
Uh, the Flash movie has had quite the convoluted uh, development cycle, and I did my research just to find out, because this is what we do on Monday, uh, Marvel Movie Minute, so I thought I'll apply it to DC as well. This movie has had seven directors. Oh, and that, and that I'm only counting from when it was announced as part of the DCEU. Seven different directors, including one twice. Oh. <laughs> Came on, signed on, probably got paid. And then left, and then came on again, got paid, and left again. So, is this movie actually really going to happen? I don't know, but they're announcing casting, so I guess that's a good sign. And what they announced today is Ben Affleck is replacing his role as the Batman. Is he though? Is he the is he the Batman? Because I heard something about Michael Keaton also being in this. Uh, apparently, Michael Keaton is also in this as the Batman. Now, the are Batman. they both Batman? And apparently, at one point, Gal Gadot was in it as Wonder Woman as well. Okay. Well, wait, you're, you're missing even the bigger point. Th- this story also confirms that Ezra Miller yes, is back, yes, which that's true, which, was completely yes, was a question, question for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a bit of controversy going on around there. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that this movie's ever really gonna happen. <laughs> but don't but you gotta I, but you gotta want it now. Now now yeah. you want to see it because well, at, at one point it was gonna be involved in Flashpoint. Now uh, Flashpoint obviously for those comic book fans is like Barry travels back in time to to try and it comes to fix uh, something that happened to his past and comes back and finds the future has gone horribly horribly wrong. That doesn't really have any impact in the DCEU because what is the DCEU right now? Like, right. what is in? What is out? What counts anymore? So, I mean, I, I don't understand what they're doing with this. I mean, you, we've seen Flashpoint play out in the Flash television series, and they did a pretty good job of it and shown the consequences of it, which you can do in 22 episodes, which you can't do in two hours. <laughs> but I don't know. They, they, they're calling it like a Flash version of Back to the Future. Okay. Nice. Uh, I honestly, God, I, I don't know. I don't know what this movie is going to be, but well, here's I, what you hope is bless I mean, their hearts. You you hope that they are trying to put back some of the pieces that was what was to be and got shattered, right? Like you know, this on the heels, this announcement on the heels of the Snyder cut, mm-hmm. and and just the aftermath of all that makes a lot of sense because it's almost like they somebody has said. Wow, you know what we had wasn't that bad. Let's try and see if we can piece this together. I that might that's just wishful thinking on my part. I mean, maybe but, they are going to tie it into the Snyder cut, which is now. I mean, it's because it's not a film anymore. It's a multi-part thing on HBO Max, right? It's several parts. So yes, it's, yeah. What, we, what yeah. we've heard is it's going to be released right. episodically. So, so there, they figure gives no them a little bit more breathing room. So maybe there is hours. more room to put this Flashpoint connection. In there, because I recall that was one of those odd moments in that film where there it seemed like they were trying to put these tangential points that we're going to come back to or reference later on. Because there was, you know, when you know Bruce's weird dream or was it a dream? All all of those oh, right. things that it seems like this was going to be the core of the universe and everything would come back to that. So maybe now that we get the full Snyder cut, we'll have these intersections that can happen. I think we're all just waiting on the Suicide Squad to straighten this all out. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, adding I'm... 40 more characters to the mix will make things so much easier to understand. No, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm no. legitimately excited uh, James for that. Gunn, but yes. it's like they showed, the, they showed the trailer for the conversation they have at Venom. It's like, you have two two Zoom screens full of stars? Like, what? What? Yeah. what? <laughs> How are you going to manage those? Like, It's like, all right, what if there were like 
three teams worth of Guardians of the Galaxy, huh? <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Like, any, yeah. either way, BMI is getting paid yes. on that. You know oh, it. Yes. So, okay. So we've got... Deep We've cut. got the right, so we have on. the 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 whole DC universe and whether that's coming together or not. But it, to me, it, it's very interesting because it connects to an article that that Rob voted up here, which is Star Trek. Because there are rumors that the Star Trek universe is potentially on the rocks over at Paramount. Now there are there are just rumors that a lot of things are being scrapped now and all this, but we we do have some news right about some Star Trek that's coming. So we've got yeah, yeah Star Trek right. Discovery. Uh, the season three will premiere October fifteenth, which is amazing. Woo. I'm amazed that they well, that sounds like they had a lot of this in the can before or, yeah. the the COVID hit. Yeah, so all they were able to get I think was done. Yeah, so they've been all in post production since then, which is great because you can do that remotely, obviously. Um, and I think that's exciting just because you know, okay, there everything here in where this show goes. You know, now in season three, you're going to places you've yeah. never seen before. So a future that you've, I mean, just completely disconnected from everything. So I'm, I'm excited to see that at yeah. the same time. Yeah. CBS sounds like, uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. If you've watched lower decks, <laughs> lower decks is, I don't understand how that exists. I mean, yeah. I, I like it. I, but I'm just amazed it exists. If somebody told me 10 years ago, anybody said, you know, there's going to be an animated Star Trek show that's basically Star Trek on Family Guy, <laughs> who would have believed that was possible? It's happened. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Kyle, I think you and I've talked uh, in other times about the CBS, the CBS All Access thing is going to change. Like the naming is going to change. They're going to go all in. What is it? Paramount? Like, yeah. No, no. Paramount, oh, Paramount Plus. Par- oh, okay. God, yes. seriously. Because <laughs> it's it's an original idea. Oh, like, plus? I don't know. <laughs> it's all got to be plus. Because it's it's bonus. <laughs> well, you don't want to do minus. Yeah. I mean, you don't come do on. Mi- well, you that's have true. to choose a mathematical symbol. <laughs> that just, <laughs> I'm not greater away. than. I mean, want, I think. Uh, I know, Paramount just, greater than, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I would go for Paramount greater than, because when they do a list, then it would be Paramount greater than Disney Plus. <laughs> like, ah, I see what you did there. Brackets. So, <laughs> like seriously, what? I, you know, I don't know. I think I think that it's uh, it's going to be an interesting fall, especially for the show to see what they you know what what's the story? Does it connect? Because mm-hmm. obviously, you wonder: Are they trying to create something that all these shows connect so that you will get people to bleed off? But um, but yes, yeah, CBS sounds like it's a mess. Well, I think the Star Trek television side of it is is yeah. killing it right now. I mean, like they really yeah. have a, a definite thing going. They've, I mean, they have multiple series coming out. We've heard, you know, Strange Strange New Worlds is coming. I mean, like all these right. these different things. It's the Star yes. Trek films that are like, what is going on over there? Because which like one is getting bloodbath? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, we finally got some news on what Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie was supposed to be, and now that's not happening at all. Yeah, I think yeah, it's I the know. fact that. You know those the Star Trek stories that resonate well with fans are those those large scale stories. You know it's it's the two or three episode arcs yeah. on a TV series, and now that with you know yeah. with all access, you've got you can stretch episodes a little bit longer. You can tell these long stories. You can have a you know a season of Picard that's what what twelve episodes or whatever. That's just one really long continuous story to bring in all these these characters. You know when I when I first heard about Lower Decks, I was I wasn't surprised. I because I had read, I don't know if you've read John Scalzi's novel, Red Shirts, which is the, mm. which oh, I yes, hear that, I thought, novel. 
well, why don't they just make red shirts? Because they, you've got yeah. some, some good content right yeah. there. Let's start with that, you know. But I, I haven't seen Lower Decks, but I was thrilled that they were knowing that that novel had been so popular around the Star Trek, you know, fan base that mm. somebody said, hey, this mm-hmm. is an idea. We can do something different with Star Trek. We don't need to always tell these serious stories about, you know, politics and the Klingons and all that. We can, we can go and do have something fun. We just have people getting stabbed in the yes. legs by batlets. <laughs> Why not? Well, there's nothing serious about Lower Decks, let me tell you. No, there's nothing serious. <laughs> it is. I will, I will give them credit for them being uh, reverent to the lore in terms of like they are not just like taking shots at Star Trek. Like right. everyone's – as you look around the thing, you're like, oh, that's a – that's a you know, there's no Ryan. There's, I mean like they, they're, they're good that way. So they're not just like having – you know, random amoebas. There's not, okay. It's not Futurama. Yes. Well, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. And, uh, however, for those of you who do want to check it out and don't want to oh. be a CBS All Access member, uh, you can watch the first episode on YouTube for free, legally. Yes. Like, they posted it to, to promote interest, so it's out there. The other thing to note just on the Lower Decks is that it takes place basically shortly after Nemesis in the timeline. Yeah. So it's True. a lot of there's a lot of next generation big, name dropping. There's a big gap, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that they've never been explored. And this right. is like okay. like I would never expected a a uh, Rick and Morty take on there Star Trek to be dropped right in there. But hey, it's an unexplored era. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> twenty twenty. All rules are off. Okay, keeping things silly. <laughs> that seems to be the theme that of the will be Rob, the theme what because I, I saw the headline i was like i and i i glanced at this article but you said no 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 i'm gonna vote this thing up i want to talk about blazing saddles being remade as animated samurai movie oh. with cats and dogs oh so yeah is it really blazing saddles Take, or because i this. saw that and i thought well <laughs> Is it really Blazing Saddles? They're adapting the story, or is it just the concept of like the outsider that's you know in town? T- tell us more about this. No, it sounds like it is. It is going to be based because Mel Brooks oh, is involved. Wow. Okay. He they they've got him on the ca- on the short cast list. Cast list and uh, Michael Cera, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, George Takei, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Um, so I mean, they, no, he's and Mel Brooks. So that's legit. He's completely involved. Uh, but, I mean, the statement you said is exactly what it is. Being remade as an animated samurai movie about cats and dogs. You know, look, is there is there a place to is there a place to somehow translate the humor, the the, the satirical uh, temperature of Blazing Saddles to the current generation? Yeah, there is there. That's a that's a tightrope. I would not want to walk. So and having them be. Mulls. Animals, yeah, well, you and know. also in the you know super popular mainstream samurai genre. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, I love Kurosawa as much as I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, but at the same time, samurai, well, animals, and blazing saddles. Imagine what? it'll be like a, it'll be a kung fu panda e look. It'll <laughs> have you seen the kung fu panda animated series? Well, I, I mean, I was talking about the movie. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that was the pitch. It's Mel a kung fu panda y kind of blazing saddles y yeah. thing for yeah. kids. Yeah. Things uh, just go. Let's see. Blazing saddles. <laughs> How okay, much? makes a lot of money. Kung fu panda makes. Yeah, you're golden. Let's let's roll with this thing. I gotta say though, that is a great voice cast. Oh yeah, of I course. Mean, so that's that's actually is a is a, is a nod in their favor. No, the, it, again. 
you know, I, I guess where do you come from this? Are you doing this because, wow, you legitimately want to take something like Blazing Saddles, which was an incredible social social commentary at the time. Mm-hmm. How do you then bring it into now, which obviously it has a place in the conversation? Or is it just, hey, it's a busy market. How do we get noticed? Let's do this. Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, Mel Brooks, I don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I mean, as we're going to talk about later to in this morning's episode, you know, a truck fulls of cash. They do things. I don't know. I don't know what they do. <laughs> they do. Things, things happen. They they do happen. That's uh, that's a whole. Truck fulls of cash. The Michael Bay story. <laughs> I want to touch on one last thing, which is apparently, I don't. Were people clamoring for this? I, I do relate to the fact of the, the tedium that is Netflix and scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. Okay, I added this to my list. Went, no, not, no, no, no. If only there was a shuffle button that would randomly pick something out of Netflix for me to watch, it would solve all of my problems, apparently. It's in beta testing out there somewhere. There's this button that I don't, I'm curious about the logistics of what it pulls from because. According to the article, it's, yeah, it's it could pull question. from things that you've partially watched, things that are on your list, or things that you watched in the past and liked. So clearly, it knows you like it. But right. there's something different between I'm I'm going to click you know shuffle on you know a music app and get something out of a playlist versus oh well it could throw Scorsese's The Irishman at me or an episode of BoJack <laughs> Horseman or you know I what what is it going to throw at me I don't know. Right. Uh, we noticed that you pinned the yes. Breaking Bad uh, three <laughs> years ago. Episode. Here's right. the final episode. Exactly. Oh, okay. oh, 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 I was in the mood for Thank that. You? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but is, is that something that you have found that you wish there was something that would dictate your Netflix? You know, just say you could maybe have a favorited list of just say, if I don't know what I'm in the mood for, I would just pull something random to, to throw at me because I'm not in the mood to make a decision. It's not how I uh, use okay. Netflix. <laughs> I, I'll just say that. So I Rob's, the Rob's thinking, you're doing like, it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Like, have you ever walked into a library and had the librarian just hand you a book and then shove you out the door? There we go. Because that's what we've all been looking for. And there we go. I don't trust their algorithm to pick stuff that I would like, much less to shuffle through their thousands and thousands of hours of stuff. And suddenly I'm watching a Ukrainian cooking show. Well, you what? Know, come on, what Kyle. This? You need more Bollywood in you your get life. Deep down in Netflix, there's some oh, weird yes. stuff in there. Well, you know what? Okay. I have a question to ask on the spot. How is Netflix? Has Netflix rotation in your streaming viewing? Has it changed? Because, okay, spoiler, Netflix right now is the least watched of mm-hmm. our services in our household. I, it, it, if you take from like COVID, so let's let's talk right. about just quarantine. Exactly. exactly. I watched. Um, I've watched on Netflix. I've watched the Umbrella Academy season two. That's it. That's that's my whole list. Well, Tiger King. You watched Tiger King, though. No, I didn't. You didn't watch Tiger King? I don't watch reality anything. <laughs> reality is, I no find reality like to be no. very it's, disappointing. Well, it's, it's a really good point because what I watch. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Okay. Unsolved mysteries. Right. But, okay, oh, okay. But there you go. There's the Venn diagram. Of my wife watching wanting to watch yeah. people being murdered and tortured in real life. And and me with the nostalgia factor that was the those very small Venn but, diagram of things we watched together. So, but 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 Kyle, what you named were not movies. You were naming you know basically TV nope. shows on Netflix, right. and that's what I've seen. Yeah, I, I can't. People don't go to Netflix for anything. movies anymore. So it should. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the last movie I watched on Netflix yeah. was. I mean, there's there's some that I will I will. I keep adding right, to my list, but it's but a I lot of watching. the Netflix originals. I mean, I did I did just watch. Um, 
Oh, wait, I did watch what something. Was what was it? Project uh, Power. The Charlize Theron. Oh. Oh, yes. I did watch Project Power. That's okay. I take it back. Yes. I, here's the, like, Netflix, it's so insidious, you forget you're watching it yeah. <laughs> because it's just one click away on your remote. I did watch Project Power and I did watch Old Guard. Okay. Yes. So, so there's there's some there. But again, I, you know, Rob, I agree. I've got my Criterion channel. I've got my Disney Plus. I've got my Hulu. And mm-hmm. I'm finding that, you know, I've got Plex. Plex. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that, all yes. my favorite stuff on it because yes, I put exactly. it there. And then, you know, we'll get Paramount brackets greater than, you know, squiggly line. <laughs> Solve for Solve X. For exactly. X. All right. So, but, but, so, yeah, I don't know if it's Netflix's play to try to I engage don't. people like, hey, it's going to be a, it's going to be the chat roulette of, of video services for you. Just pick something right. random and we'll throw it at you. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've good luck. Right. Good luck, programmers. Yeah. At least what I'm your jobs. more, you know, interested in is I've seen the services like Movies Anywhere have have sort of taken off of that, uh, like the whole Netflix party thing that they had. Because now, now uh, Movies yeah. Anywhere they've got the Screen Pass that we've talked about before. We can loan a movie, but now they've got Watch Together on there, which is not for me because yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be like, hey, Kyle, Rob, I'm play- I'm thinking of watching The Invisible Man right now. You guys want to sit down and watch it with me? And you'd be like, uh. <laughs> Um, hell yeah. <laughs> no one's ever made that offer. But usually it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, a, that's so nice. All right. So thanks everybody. You know, see you next 10 time. o'clock on a Friday night. Well, who else is uh, sitting around not doing anything? Oh, let's see if these guys want to watch an old universal horror movie with me. Okay. Yeah. But it, it does seem to be a very Gen yes, Y thing. Yes, it does. Yeah. There's still something for not us old dudes I, who are still like Blu-ray. <laughs> some trailers to talk about we're actually getting into like there's stuff to pick Ooh. from and i i know like real movies real and I'm playing... movies not just like <laughs> russell crowe uh, road rage movies i mean hey i don't disappoint <laughs> hey listen don't you <laughs> i think we'll i just, did we'll get there just, <laughs> just you hold that yes just rob's hold. got his 15 yes. cents in his hand <laughs> oh. ready to go oh. and say one for unhinged <laughs> and i just go back in the car and drive away <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so I'm playing my A24 card on trailers. So I get to go first because we haven't had an, a, a trailer from A24. I think the last one that they had, as I recall, was one of my picks back in February for the Green Knight, I believe was the last A24 trailer I recall seeing out there. But bringing something new this week, uh, Sophia Coppola uh, doing a, a thing with Bill Murray again and Rashida Jones called On the Rocks, a little thing about a father-daughter type of relationship. And I am uh, somewhat of a fan of Sophia Coppola. I know a lot of her films can bore people. I don't know. There's something about the character aspect of this. And being a father and hopefully not a father like Bill Murray is in this film, uh, just the <laughs> dynamic, that, that parent-daughter dynamic is, a, is appealing to me uh, for this one coming out in October from A24 on the rocks. What did you guys think of this this piece? Are you Sophia Coppola fans? Uh, that'd be a no. Okay. Uh, I've seen a couple of her things enough to know that she is not my cup of tea. Uh, I just want to know, will this movie end with Bill Murray whispering something into <laughs> Rashida Jones's ear <laughs> that we'll never get to hear? But, but, but I'd say this actually looked much better than like the last stuff that coming to I was so like, oh, okay, yes, this has a lighter yes, tone. Right. This has like, it's not going to be a romantic comedy, which is sort of like the music makes you think it would be. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot uh, less, I don't know, obtuse okay. than her previous work. Hi, Dad. Hey, kiddo. 
Oh my gosh, do you look beautiful. Cliff, how's your mom's hip? Good, thanks. Good. He thinks you're my girlfriend. Grace. Been busy? Yeah. Dean's traveling with clients all the time, and I'm just the buzzkill waiting to schedule things. Just, I'm so stuck. So Dean's going away a lot, huh? On business trips? Dad. Raise your hand if that sounds fishy. He's not like you. He's a good guy, a great dad. Sure, it's nature. Males are forced to fight, to dominate, and to impregnate all females. Yes, it is listed as an adventure comedy drama by IMDb. <laughs> an adventure? Oh. Adventure is a loose <laughs> that, term there. That bastion yes, of the cinematic yes, integrity, IMDb. Know. But it does, I mean, the plot summary is a young mother who reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through you, through New York. So I guess because they're moving from one location to another within New York that makes it the adventure. No, but you know what? I th- I actually thought it did have a nice it had a nice tone to it. And Marlon Wayans, oh, yes. we should mention yes. is, yeah, is a main true. cast member, the, yes. the husband I assume of Rashida Jones's character. You know, it looked uh it looked playful. Bill Murray just has he's just owns his look now, his grizzled, <laughs> you know, yeah. older man vibe. Um and the thing I actually really loved about this was the ending of the trailer. Watch the trailer. Just so you can watch the last 10 seconds, very cute and very odd. And I almost think that's that wasn't even a I think that right. was an off the cuff yes. Murray thing like that wasn't there's a little scene with with her at a dinner table and you'll see it. I just I thought it was very playful. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, let, it let me be very happy at the end of that <laughs> question. I did see. Did I see a I know it was the A24. Did I did I see an Apple TV yes. plus promo yes. too? Yeah. So this is this is going to go like directly gonna go to, to Apple, Apple TV Plus, Plus? In October. Yes. Wow. With, do we know if that's just something that they purchased or something that they? I, you know, it's. It, I would say at this point, it's probably something A twenty four had sitting, and they're trying to figure out. Yeah. We yeah. want to get this out there. It's not something we want to hold on to. And Apple Plus maybe just stepped in and said, "Hey, we need content because we don't have a lot of stuff right now." And we we well this and, and this we is got Z-Pak. we got. Tom Hanks and submarines. Although I will say in Apple TV Plus defense, because uh, both Robin oh, and yes. I are subscribers to Apple TV Plus. Yes. Um Ted Lasso is actually very, very funny. Oh, I've heard really? that. Uh, okay. uh it's actually uh, I didn't realize I was I was sort of like, oh, yeah. I like Jason Stegas, I'll sit down and watch this. And I was watching, I'm like, wow, this is really funny. And I was why? Oh, it's oh. Bill Lawrence. It's the creator okay. of Scrubs yeah. and Cougar Town. So like the two of them together, it, it's yeah, it's actually a way funnier than most of like the sort of prestige okay. humor things that we've seen lately. Like you can, it's, we're used to seeing like just people run around with a camera, yes, right, and just like you know try and catch shots where they can. But this is like you, know, you can tell they actually spend a little bit of money on it. Did you see they'd already got the season two green light? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. That's so because the first the, four episodes are up. Yeah. And I think that it comes out. And then yeah, so then. Yeah, next year. So yeah, so they're I moving out of being Apple oh. Null set into Apple Plus. Okay. There yes. We go. <laughs> exactly. Oh. All right. Uh, okay. Everything starts hard. Every every beginning yes, is tough. It is. It is because you know we could always you know we haven't mentioned Quibi and I think there soon will be a day where we will we will have no reason <laughs> you know to what? talk to that. That mention <laughs> oh, is coming. No. That mention okay. is coming later on. Okay. I'm just I'm saving it. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, Rob, your trailer was uh, next in there. Uh, why don't you tell us about this this little film that you you want to share with us? Okay. Yeah. So okay. Here's the here's the way I thought I would do this. It's the war with Grandpa. It's if you haven't seen this, it was all over the place at the beginning of the week. And as soon as I saw it, I did. I texted Kyle. I said, this is this is my movie. <laughs> OK, here's here's all you need to know. The War with Grandpa starring Robert De Niro. 
I am going to tell you all the thoughts I had as I watched this trailer. Okay. So this is how it began. The stream of consciousness. Opening scene. Wait, is this a sequel (laughs) to Dirty Grandpa? Did did Zac Efron's character have a kid? Uma Thurman married to Rob Riggle. Isn't that the girl from Austin and Alley? Christopher Walken. Oh, they did a spot where the kid hits his head on a board gag. No. Foam sealant for his beard. Jane Seymour. Cheech. Cut to what's the slogan of the movie? It's the wise versus the pint size. Yes. And how do we end this? How do we end this trailer? Not just an ode to John Belushi from Animal House falling down on a ladder. Mm. We end with a kid exclaiming, Santa's dead, and an ode to the Godfather. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world? What happened here? Can I help you, sir? You can help me find Maria. Oh, Maria's gone. We're completely self-checkout now. Please scan your item. Please scan your item. I just did. Please scan your item. Yeah, right. Sir! This can't keep happening. You're not putting me in a home. What if it were our home? Grandpa! Yay! Hi, Grandpa. Hello, sweetheart. How's your daughter's place at? She gave me my grandson's room. He's not too happy about it. How do you like your room? Kid looking. I didn't want it to be this way either. I just want my room back. Get away from me! Oh, come on. I want to put up with this, Pete. I demand my room back or else it's war. Declaration of war. Give me back what is mine or face the consequences. Okay. Okay. You got your wish. What the? That's going for You know, when they said they were doing a Deer Hunter reunion, <laughs> this is not what I expected. I mean, it's like... I, I, know, I like the fact that, that these guys... Okay, you're right. I mean, it looks like it, it could be a good, bad movie. Like, right. there's no way it's going to be a good movie, but it's going to be a good, bad movie. But, like, I love the fact that there's actors of a certain age are now just like, you know, I don't want to have some fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, when, when, what are you saying? When Uma Thurman was in there and, like, and then Jane Seymour, I was like... Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, until he's doing the yes. she's like, "I'm in." Oh, yeah, like, oh my god, so am I. I'm in too. <laughs> I, you know what? And I didn't know anything about this. I mean, seriously, because I was like, "Wait, he's doing right. another grandpa movie?" Because again, Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> I did not realize. So this is based on a very popular children's book by Robert Kimmel Smith, who just passed mm-hmm. away actually back in April of this year. Uh, so. Okay, I mean, there's an audience for this right. because it's a book. I mean, I guess it's like the the <laughs> diary of the whatever the Wimby was it an Oprah book club selection? I maybe I don't know. It's just it's just totally in the line of like Road Hogs or like what was that? <laughs> all those movies? The one where Morgan <laughs> yeah. Freeman goes to Vegas. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like last yeah, last Vegas, last yeah. Vegas, <laughs> and so. Could it be cute? I don't know, but just watch the trailer. Yeah, well, watch the trailer because you're just yeah. gonna go, like, yeah. what? There's, I, I gotta say, for a movie that's like in a in a Home yes. Alone esque series of gags, there's, right. there's some there, pretty there good are. gags in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, I mean, does anyone in the demographic of this film has any of them seen The Godfather? <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no. They're playing the music. I mean, at that like... point, at that point, I literally just expected Joe Pesci to just pop up on the side of the bed and be like, gotcha. <laughs> what, what is going on? Uh, 
truck of cash. Truck of cash. Truck of cash. That was that was my reaction. There's the the Godfather music comes in, and I thought. No, this kid did not put a horse's head in the bed. Please tell me this movie didn't go from PG <laughs> to like PG thirteen R something. No, I was like, this is gonna be a toy what is, horse. Like, go with? With I thought, and it, that was my first thought: is kids aren't gonna get this. Parents of kids this age that are watching this probably haven't seen The Godfather, so I don't know who this no. is for at all. Who is this for? Oh. It's for yes, Robert it De Niro is. and Christopher yes, Walken is. fans. Who, <laughs> anyway. Okay. My apologies. Well, when is that? I when do we resist. get to enjoy, you know, Dirty War on Grandpa? Oh, was that in October? <laughs> I did Dirty War on Grandpa. That's amazing. Oh my is it, god! Is it just a general oh, like October totally... when we hope theaters are open? Okay, because yes, you know, October. apparently yeah. Russell Crowe couldn't get it done in July. He was supposed to open theaters in in July <laughs> with whatever that nonsense was. But we'll count on De Niro. It's uh, okay. yeah, October. That's October ninth. Wow, okay. So there you go. All right. Yeah. All right, we'll and following up with the film no. of all films. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like this is actually like a real grown-up adult movie. This Let's is raise a, the I think bar. The first trailer I've done here on Satman. That's legitimate like for film, a, a, <laughs> adult movie for adults. Uh, but which is ironic for why I picked it. So uh, rewind a couple of years ago to Murder uh, Express. We had a situation where. Um, we had to take my daughter with us and just through a series of circumstances, she couldn't go to where she was supposed to go. And so we had already made plans and bought tickets and we ended up having to take her at 10 years old to see murder on the Orient Express, the the later one and went, Oh man, this could go really badly. (laughs) And we went in and she loved it. She's like, she came out of that movie thing. Like that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And like, she is a hard sell. Uh, so when this came on, like I, the first person I showed it to was her and I let the movie, because the trailer plays out in this nice way. And at the end you, it reveals mm-hmm. Poirot and she went, <gasps> like, she got so excited. Like, like, Oh, he's back. Like <laughs> the stash is back. Uh, so yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, once again, it's another star studded cast, you know, like oh, yeah. uh, another yes. Agatha Christie adaptation. Uh, apparently they look like they shot oh. the hell out of it. Cause it looks gorgeous filled with all sorts of amazing people to teach a right. I mean, like, like just like these and the Russell Brand. I mean, like all these things. You're going, whoa! You're you're in this too. I mean, yeah. It's it's uh, so this technically the sequel to uh, Murder on the Express, uh, Death on the Nile, um, which supposedly will hit October 23rd of this year. So after you see Dirty War on Bad Grandpa, <laughs> you can make it oh, a double you feature. Bad Grandpa in there, get a little Johnny Knoxville. Just throw him <laughs> sure. in there. Put him under the bus. Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> We'll just keep it. It'll be like it'll be a game. We'll just keep adding a word on. Oh, so it'll be talk about Dirty War on Bad Grandpa Plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is why we so, like you, Steve. <laughs> the romance of the desert has the power to seduce.
No, okay, and you know what else? The thing that blew me away about the death on the Nile, the boat. Oh yeah! Yes. What a gorgeous oh. that looks like. What I got the vibes of that. I mean, first of all, it's just it, it, it in the line of uh, Murder on the Orient Express. But I got vibes of the house in oh, Knives yes. Out. Yeah. Like you could just tell this is just going to be this gorgeous set piece that everything they're yeah. on a boat like. This. And just from that trailer, I forgive Kenneth Branagh for oh. I was foul. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but come October. Was, uh, I feel like I feel like I, I just said uh, no. Macbeth in the theater. What happened? Everybody has their stumbles, you know. And just I mean, because we could talk about uh, what is, I don't know. Didn't he do the uh, what was it? The Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit? Did he direct that one? Did he direct uh, that yeah, one or not? Yeah. I can't remember. I just remember he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did, and and, and exactly. in it as well. Yes. So, yeah, one of those issues. But uh, you know, I have a feeling that might be a film board selection for October since they did they they did the oh, first I one. So typically, we try to you know revisit something in the franchise, see see if it overcame the issues that they had with the you know with um, Murder on the Orient Express because I know they not everyone was a huge fan of that. See if if Bron is able to redeem himself with Death on the Nile coming this October. Yeah, right. Well, Kyle, you you brought something fun. You said Whew. you know I, I said it said game I did. time. So Kyle, for, let's for, go. Uh, Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So let's uh, let's let's have some fun. So uh, I actually ended up watching Quibi this week. <laughs> There it is. Uh, well, I subscribed wait, wait. Okay, to Quibi for free. For free. They, they took your hard-earned cash for free. Okay. I'm not going to give them any money. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to basically everything I want. I can, I can stream pretty much in an afternoon. Uh, and so I ended up watching. And I have to say, in Quibi's defense, uh, I saw one of the funniest things I have ever seen. I the, they this movie that uh, they put on there that apparently cost them. You know, a hundred bucks and a copy of Final Cut uh, it was funnier than I've seen the ten million dollar comedies in theaters, and it was home movie The Princess Bride. Uh, so they they shot. If you don't know the story, for those of you who don't know, while they're during quarantine, they had this idea. Jason Reitman was sort of the 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 architect behind this, and he said, "What if we?" took Princess Bride exactly as it is, shot for shot, line for line, and gave five-minute segments to celebrities who are stuck at home and had them shoot it themselves, and I will just edit it together. And so he went out to all of these celebrities, and I'm not even going to name drop all these things because part of the joy of this is when you see someone show up and you go, oh my God, I wow. can't believe that person is in this as well. Uh, and and for those of you who uh, who are, have uh, been following the news lately, uh, it ends in a very 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 poignant way. So uh, it is very worth the, the, your time of, of about two hours and the price of free. Uh, and also for those of you who are Apple people, uh, you can now AirPlay, so uh, you can put it on yes. your phone and you can stream it right to your Apple TV or, or whatever you want. Uh, but I gotta say, it is it, it, some of the stuff they do there because they were shot. I think they were shot. Everything was shot separately, and the people didn't even know who they were in the oh. scenes with. Oh, mm. so you'll have like there's a great scene. You can actually can watch this on YouTube. There's a there's, they put up one scene, and it's it's uh, the Cliffs of Insanity, and so it's um, I think it's uh, now I'm trying to remember. I think it's Diego Luna is uh, uh, Anigo Montoya, uh, and Jack Black is the Man in Black, uh, and so they're doing a scene, and so. Um, uh, Diego is holding like the sword. He's telling you about the sword that my father made, and it's an umbrella. That's what he had, and so he hands it off camera, and then Jack Black receives it, and it's Kylo Ren's lightsaber. <laughs> oh, I see. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they do that stuff all the time. Like, like there's a scene with um, uh, Pat Oswalt as uh, Vizini, 
and the man in black is now John Hamm. Uh, and they have their duel of wits, and like the like the, the they hand the glass across. It is clearly a different glass with a different liquid in it every single time. And sometimes it's a woman's <laughs> hand reaching out because it's whoever he had to, to shoot stuff with him. Uh, it's, it is hilarious. So as I was watching it, and just and my wife too, and both of us are just howling with laughter because not only is it a great story, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, obviously reshot because they're using the exact same camera angles no special effects i mean like when the rodents of unusual size show up right. they're people's dogs okay. the the cool thing about it is i as i was watching it, i was like there's a way you could remake princess bride today and have it not be how dare you do that and here's how you do it because it's someone reading from a book let's say in like in a couple of years fred savage goes over to someone's house with the book and sits down, and now he's reading it to someone else. And so you're seeing the version he's telling as opposed to the version oh. that his grandfather told him. So it's a way of like not being like, I'm going to do this better than Mandy Patankin did. I'm going to do this better than Andre did. But it's a different interpretation of the same story. And you could even use the same script because that script is tight. Uh, and I, I watched the original movie. The only thing that has not aged well in that movie is the yes. score, unfortunately, yeah. because hmm. uh, the tinkly tinkling of the keyboards is uh, really obvious in that movie. I wish it had a big, full, sumptuous score. Um, but so my challenge to us today is with that respectful thing of like having everyone that like signed off, like Carrie Elwes says, great, go for it. Fred Savage says, I'm in. Uh, every Rob Reiner says, I'll produce it. Who would be the cast of Princess Bride? Today. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So obviously, yeah, Fred so, Savage so is the narrator. Our, so we have grandpa. him already. Our Peter Falk. Okay. Yes. So for I mean uh, for the kid, I guess do I, I guess we can try and do a celebrity kid. No, with, I'm, I, I would switch. I would switch the the, the thing. I would probably have it be. Yeah, you got to update that because that's yes. like reading to oh, his niece. Yes. That also the way that you could have it be that you know he's telling changing the story a little bit too to have it be. Oh. More, you know, yes. interesting to her. I could do that. I'm trying to. I don't know my my celebrity young actresses. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Do we need to have a, a celebrity young actor in that play? Eh, I don't know. Just right. like yeah, who's on Disney Channel right now. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. That would be, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we'll move on from there. Okay. So then um, we'll start with then Buttercup. Yeah. So you need to have a obviously yes. a Robin Wright right. type. You need to have. She needs to be not only beautiful but also really forceful and she can't because she doesn't have a lot of action she has to really be commanding in the scenes yes. and i guess i say my first thought was was kira knightley oh. but i'm thinking of yes, kira knightley are. from and that's, pirates and that's 20 and so years she's, right. she's in her she's in her late 30s now so maybe she wouldn't be because i'm oh. supposed to be 25 ish yes, yes. I would say. I mean, she's running the household yes. by herself. So, well, do you do you go with because you brought up Knives Out? Do you go with an Anna Dobbs oh. on something like that? And you go, you, you okay. go away from your blonde. I can see that. Go, yes, yes. With a, a different look on that, but young, commanding, has have some have some comic yeah. chops as well. I like it. You getting better, Rob? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, well, I already have another one, but I, uh, what, uh, what about, what about oh. Daisy Ridley? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. boy. <laughs> you can hear her. Oh, totally. Oh, that would turn, oh, yes, she oh would. she totally would yes. work. <laughs> I was thinking, I mean, obviously, obviously Star Wars, but I was also thinking of her because we were talking about. Oh, yes. Murder, yes she, was. she was really good in that. 
Okay, yeah. so then, and so if we're, and so which are we picking? Are we because we have to now we have to pick her male lead, so we have to do a chemistry oh, test here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we can go with Daisy Ridley. We can go with Daisy. Ridley. Yes, we'll go with. Yes. So Daisy Ridley. Okay, so Daisy Ridley. So then, who do you pair with Daisy Ridley? Now, obviously, this is a this is a uh, this is a f- a fable, a fantasy. So I don't think you have to pick a someone who can do like Carrie Elwes again. Right. You're not going to go with uh, well. You're not going to do the Star Oscar Isaac. Would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really would. I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying that kind of jokingly, but yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's save him because he'd be a great Indigo oh, Montoya. Yes. Oh, yes. done. Yes, he would. Right. Yes. Well, okay, and I was I'm not holding this, but like Vizzini, I was thinking Patton Oswald. Oh, yeah, that's yes, Patton Oswald yeah, yeah. actually does it in the in the thing he does. Does a he really? Job. Oh, no, he does see. a great job. And I'll, I'll tell you the other person who like the thing that's also great about this this movie this this whole movie thing is that some people are just like clearly just having fun, just screwing around. Sure. But some people are like, this is the chance of a lifetime, and Uh-oh. they like go full on into like full character. And one of the people that does it is Rain Wilson does the first scene of Vizzini where he's yelling at them on the boat. Oh. He is amazing because he's like, this is my Oscar <laughs> moment. Like, he is like so committed to it. And it was like, oh my God, I would never have thought it. But he is so great just yelling at nothing because obviously there's probably no one there. Well, I found you in Greenland. You know what I mean? Oh, jeez. So anyway, okay. So all right, let's go back to Wesley, Wesley then. Good Wesley again. Um, so obviously he needs to be, you know, dreamy, you know, because he has to, because he has to, you know, with the, with just the look, he has to be like, you know, the, and, and has to have, uh, you know, uh, he's gonna be covered the, the mask most of it, so he has to have those, you know, dazzling eyes. Yeah, um, I'm not into dreamy, dazzling eyes right now. It's I'm sure. <laughs> he's not. See, he doesn't have anything to pull right out of the air on that one. Neither yeah, do yeah. I. <laughs> hmm. Okay. We'll see. Like we'll 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 and we'll see if the yes. cast forms around. Maybe that that person naturally will appear as we go through. Well, I had and, an idea that just slipped away. So, and for Andre, yeah. I would still. I mean, that's easy because you're. Oh you, yes, you, it's oh. a big show. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a big, <laughs> big show. No, yes. because you got because one, you want to stay within yeah, the wrestling huge. world. I think that's yes. appropriate. And it's a big show. I mean, of yeah, course. And, he's huge. and, you know, he would easily do the yes. accent or whatever they wanted him to exactly. do. Exactly. When he first came into wrestling, they pretended he was he's uh, under the giant sun. So. Exactly. <laughs> and he's he's got uh, he's got he's Netflix giant. money now. He, he yeah. he's, he's 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 got acting chops. He can do that. Yeah. So Oscar Isaac. I'm good. I'm actually I'm happy yes. with that. Now as well as Vizzini, unless you guys have a better. Oh, no, yeah. You know. <laughs> OK. Uh, all right. So then uh, Humperdink. Humperdink, Humperdink, Humperdink. Oh, arrogant and just so full of himself. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Could, a little bit, a we, little bit older. We, so I'd could, say probably in his forties or so. Oh, <laughs> right. But why? <laughs> why would she? <laughs> I mean, we don't even have another person. But maybe Ryan Gosling actually could be Wesley. Oh, I think he's a little old for that. Well, because he's supposed he to be could, dreamy. I just, I'm just thinking because he's just so <laughs> flat in performance sometimes yeah. that I just feel like that's what I get out of Chris Sarandon and it's operating sometimes is that it's just, there's, there's not a lot of depth in there. That's all. Okay. So then let, let's, let's work on the, the oh. duo then because it's oh, him and the six fingered oh. man. Yes. Um, I say so. I so this is uh, once again, the people will, will go who listened to when I appeared on the, um, 
uh, last set mat where uh, we, we recast tiers. There's a couple people that I think are just the best people in the world, and I want to cast them in everything. So I would put a six-finger man. I would put Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, if you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. Um so then, uh, yeah, so then, comparison with who would be the 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 humperding to to match up with him? I don't know. So you want? I mean, I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, let's see. No, it's like Malkovich oh, seems yeah. too old. Mal- <laughs> you yeah. can stunt cast Malkovich as the Nick Cage. <gasps> <gasps> Nick. <laughs> <laughs> My father's <laughs> final words were, "Love her." That's, that's, not, that's almost Keanu. That's almost Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. <gasps> Keanu Reeves. <gasps> yeah, no, but he has to be bad. He has to be like. He has to be because right, yeah, we love, we love can, Keanu yes. right now. So like, I couldn't. I don't. He couldn't do the heel turn, Rob. He couldn't do the heel yeah, turn. Right. Cranston. Oh. Yes. Cranston yes. can do the That'd heel be, turn. Yeah. yeah. Let's like I say this is, I know we're going long, so let's just do yeah. a couple of, uh, of quick hits and then we'll get out of here. All right, Miracle Max, Miracle Max and his wife got to cast that that duo's got to have some. My pick would be Ben Schwartz, Joel Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah, because yeah. you got that. Yeah, and then who's who'd be his wife? There's an obvious pick. Oh, go for it. <laughs> oh, go, go, do it. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like yeah. I, this, no, this no, is no, all me. Like, like, I'm, 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 be, I'm pulling yeah, on no, this, this was good. No, no, this is Actually, good. Because I, yes. I really had no, not no. considered this beforehand. I'm trying to do off the top of my oh. head. Sarah Silverman. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> exactly. Okay, then. All right. So then I'll I'll, I'll leave it because I, I feel like I'm dominating this. We'll do one more and then we'll move on because okay, obviously I'm stealing It's not my show. It's our show. Who would play the priest? That that's an interesting. You could go a lot of interesting directions with that because somebody you, you could have somebody you can right. any age you can I mean, have them you be, could go you could go with sort of the tradition of like 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 let's cast a, an older classic British comic actor and, and throw like a Rowan Atkinson yes. in there or something right. like that. Sure, he's he's done yes, it before exactly. weddings, so why not? You wouldn't just bring oh. your basin and just say here, oh. just go go nuts. <laughs> Just which I mean, Ricky Gervais no, playing a priest. Yeah, yeah. 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 Already, already that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Like, I mean, what are we talking right. about, people? <laughs> marriage, right? <laughs> oh my god! That, oh, that's it. There you go. Okay, right. I think that's there, a wrap. No, that's awesome. That ended up. <laughs> that that ended high. I like that. But uh, I'm gonna have to check this Quippy thing out because as you described it, I was, and then you mentioned Jack Black. I'm like, oh, it's just like a. a yeah. The whatever rewind movie behind rewind, where you can rewind. Yep. Yep. It, it's, it is, it is like they, they took the movie, they okay, sweeted. I love it. a good sweeted. I, I'm wow. telling you, like, you are not going to believe the people who they got to do this and to be so ridiculous and commit so hard to their little their parts of it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's, and, and like I said, well, worth the price. Yes, of all nothing. right. Get use your, your free yeah. Quibi and it, is, is it is it broken right. up free into like for 14 10 segments or is it? It's broken up into uh, they do in chapters. I think each chapter is about five okay. to seven minutes or so. But it's and and, and the, for those purists, there are a couple of of slim edits okay. they take out, like the you know like the character like the, they have the albino shows up oh, once okay. and then never again. I mean, so they but okay. it's very slight. So they're not trying to do it like they're not trying to do the uh, oh, Gus Van Sant psycho for, shot for shot for shot for shot. Now, yeah. so if you airplay it to your television, do you have to turn your television on its side or like? <laughs> 
no, they actually thought of it. When you actually, it's, it, what's cool about it is if you do turn sideways, because uh, for those you who don't know, Quibi is shot vertical. If you turn sideways, they put up like, an info tab on the right that shows you, tells you who the oh. people are. Because oh. as I'm uh, in my 40s now, some of the young people, oh. I did not know who they were. So Whoa. it was nice that they put their names up. And I'm like, oh, you must be a singer or something because I don't know who you are. You're making Quibi sound cool, <laughs> dude. I, I'm just, no, I'm just, I am, I am, I am a mark for home movies, Princess right. Bride. So far, I've not found okay. anything else that I have interesting on right, the app. But for that, it is well worth the price. And I hope that they put that out somewhere else when Quibi inevitably. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a concept that's been out there because they did that with Star Wars. They broke up Star Wars into like, what was it? 30 yeah. or 45? Yeah. The, but this was, yeah. this was actually like sanctioned. But, but yeah, they got, but it's the nice thing the is you know Google you've got ones. people with the, you know, skills to deliver some of those those right. classic moments and do it well. Right, and it and it takes a a world class yeah. you know like talent like Jason yes. Raymond to actually put it all together because you know he was cutting everything. Oh, and Rob, uh, and this is this will be the final thing that will get you to describe to it tonight. Uh, all the action scenes are done with Legos. What? Yes. Every okay. time there's like a crowd just scene, crowd they have like they have like lines of Lego characters there, and they're just like, <laughs> I'm sold. New right. Quibi subscriber right here. 14 days. For 14 days. Right. That's what he's doing all weekend. Jeez. All right. So he's going to be in the Quibi zone. Oh, if only we could do a wa- yeah. Quibi oh, watch you know, party. Well, you, well, you know, Come that'll, on, that'll happen when it, we get Quibi Plus. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Cats cats. <laughs> oh, well, More like what? Quibi minus. Right. What? Jeez. It's Katzenberg, right? I'm trying to remember who who's the mogul that this was the brilliant yes, idea. Isn't it Jeffrey Katzenberg? True. I, okay. Although I, I don't hold much memory about Quibi, so Andy might be the one to tell you about. The man who we just learned wanted to cut yes. part of your world from Little Mermaid because it was boring. All right. Yikes. So get yeah. into our, our, he our list Quibi. here. So so this week on the oh. show, yeah, yeah. this week on the show, they were ta- <laughs> Pete and Andy were talking about Z or Zed. Depending on which part of the, the globe you reside in, a film that I have not seen, but they gave us some some great options, and the the fans out there voted, and apparently were really drawn to. And as I listened to Pete and Andy's description of this, it was of you know the apparently you know there just there were people wandering the streets just bonking people on the heads with clubs, and so they described that as unconventional weapons of mayhem. So. Unconventional Ooh, okay. weapons of mayhem was our list topic, and I thought, okay, if it was just weapons of mayhem, I was gonna maybe have some some trouble coming up with the list. And then it was unconventional weapons of mayhem, and I thought, I will struggle to get three. I will see how unconventional my weapons are, or really? how much mayhem is related <laughs> to these events. Okay, Let's see, I, I had, the, I had so, different interpretations. So we, I, so I went with we'll, mayhem we'll of like mass I, chaos. And yeah. We'll see. This is going to be mayhem, yes, a mayhem segment. Is. Okay, so as as going first on my trailer pick, I'm going to play that trump card and go first here. And this is probably the the weakest of mine. Your A24 card. And this is a film I had not seen in a long time. And I was trying to think of, like, when I think of mayhem, I think of just confusion. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's confusion, chaos. People are losing track of things, you know. And the, the one scene that came to mind is from... 19 i think it's 98 or 99 thomas crown affair when there's the final heist where he's got okay. the bowler hat on oh, the, and they're trying the to track hats. him as he's going to replace the painting they think and all of a sudden there's like dozens of guys with hats and they just you know they the police 
lose it because they can't keep track of who and then yes. the fire alarm goes yeah. off and all of that and so that was my yeah. my unco- my my bowler hat as the unconventional weapon of mayhem. Oh, that's yes. awesome. That's a great pick. What a great poll. Yeah, that movie no, does it's, not get it's, mentioned it's been really 20 enough. years. I think that is yeah. Pierce Brosnan's finest film. <laughs> yeah, I, you could. You I mean, could, you I, could like make I that said, argument. And, sure. and Rene Russo well, was never yeah, hotter yeah, than she was. Yeah, yeah that's true. Too. Still yes. amazing, but like, man. All right. So then that is wow. Kyle. What What is your? Yeah. Oh, for me. So I, I, in honor of my Marvel Movie Minute collaborator, Rob, I ah. have a theme. Oh, yes. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, I took it a different way. I took uh, in in the unconventional weapons thing of like, okay, what if something was designed to do something but ended up doing something else okay. entirely? So <laughs> I'm going to mention a movie that I don't think has ever been mentioned on okay. Satbad. I could be wrong, but we'll find out. Because I uh, had the idea of, okay, so you have a robot designed to do one thing and you were wired to do something else. And so you have a couple thoughts that have come to your head, but the one you're not thinking of is the ABC warrior from 1995's judge dread. <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> Sorry. Still <laughs> Vester Stallone. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people have it. Good reason. <laughs> and actually, uh, yeah, the director was put in director jail and never made another movie after that. So I, but yeah, so so for those of you, I, you think I would talk about the lawgiver or something like that because, but the lawgiver does what it's supposed to do. No, this is uh, this. There's a robot. It's it's. I can say for a movie that doesn't get a lot of love and probably would be better if it wasn't called Judge Dredd because people went in expecting <laughs> something that they did not get. But as a '90s action movie, if you can strip it from that, it's it's pretty decent. And there's a really amazingly designed robot in there that gets reprogrammed by. Everybody's favorite '90s star, <laughs> of Rob Schneider. I was just um, gonna say that <laughs> shows up in the last thing. It's it's such a cool design on this robot that uh, it really has a nothing role in the whole movie. No, uh, uh, so I will yeah, say, so say the ABC Warrior. Red has been mentioned. Not not Judge yes, Dredd. Sure. Not no, but Judge not that one. Dredd. But not no. Judge no. Dredd. Okay. Wow, that is. The movie where they try to make you think that Stallone and Armando Sante are identical <laughs> twins. Well, you know, there is suspension of the disbelief. Mo- oh, I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? You can on uh, HBO Max. Yeah. That's Even though it's awesome. owned by Disney, you can watch it on <laughs> their competitor, Max. HBO Max. <laughs> All right, Rob, what do you bring in here? All right. So I, I did. Okay. I do have a theme. It's Ooh. a weird theme. It's this time it's an oh. actor. And I probably, I did some, over, well, let's just get to this. Here's how I'm going to do them. I'm going to bring out my trailer voice. This is what's going to happen. Ooh. The weapon, a stake mounted pneumatic drill. What am I talking about? That's right. 1996 American action horror film directed by Robert yes. Rodriguez and written yes. by Quentin Tarantino. Oh. From dusk yes. till dawn. Oh yes, Seth Gecko, George Clooney's character. Yeah. Then when the and you Steve, when you said oh, mayhem, I'm no. like, oh no, oh. totally. Got it. <laughs> yeah. He puts a stake on a on a reciprocating yes. drill and just goes out and takes yes. out. No, that, yes, there's it's some awesome. there's some great weapons in that in that film actually. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's. Yes, no, that's nice. yeah, no, that is mayhem. That that like is uh, definitely that's one I have not seen in a long time. With a, a, a rewatch, I you know something. That, oh, it is. Now, oh, it absolutely it, is. They they watch it with watch the kids. It with the or kids. you can watch yeah. the. Uh, they did it as a like TV series. <laughs> I, I watched the first the couple episodes and was like, "Are they taking the movie and okay. breaking it down into like the first fifteen minutes is like the <laughs> first really episode?" Did. And yeah, they really yeah. <laughs> 
went in an interesting direction with that. Yes. All right. So my second uh, unusual weapon of mayhem here is I thought about, you know, who, who uses unconventional weapons to create chaos trouble? You know, villains do. Villains in like cartoons and comic books always have like crazy ridiculous weapons that they're holding cities hostage with and none better than what the Joker uses in 1989's Batman Smilex which holds an entire city hostage. I I still remember you know the scenes of the news anchors coming on because they have can't bathe or anything (laughs) and you know so that is such a they don't call any attention to it. It's such a nice detail. That's a you know cause an interesting amount of chaos there with his Smilex in Batman. Sweet. And don't you have a a reference? I've referenced that movie more than once during these times (laughs) about like, you know, the combinations. It's not just this. It's if you use (laughs) this with this and this. And then it's funny you mention that great, those great scenes of like the newscasters. Well, that's what we're dealing with now. You got people (laughs) clearly Stephen Colbert hasn't cut his hair in five months, right? Right. And you're good to see people's natural hair color when it comes in. I was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds, I didn't realize you were going so great. Yes, there where we are. (laughs) Timely. Very nice. Right. Kyle. Yeah. What do you mean? All right. So continuing my theme of, uh, of robots gone wrong. Um, you know, in the city of Detroit, okay. <laughs> oh, things no. get a little tough. So uh, you think you want to have a, a cop. But no, the, really the better idea is to have a fully autonomous with a very friendly name. So I, of course, picked Ed 209 from oh. RoboCop from 1987. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that didn't work out so well. Did not work out so well, no. But, you know, it, 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 even, even in these times, seeing a corporate dick get uh, completely <laughs> machine gunned down. A <laughs> oh. little bit of catharsis there. That's a movie that's got to get in my queue with my dog. Oh, yeah. We've got to watch that. That's yeah. a while. I'd buy that yeah. for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, that one, I mean, oh, you did absolutely. Oh, and actually... Uh, that has a, uh, an actor in that movie that has something in common oh, with my next pick. Okay. Ooh, nice Which, transition. It's like you're a professional podcast. Hold on, hold on. And my second movie is also starring Harvey oh, Keitel. Uh-oh. If you want to know what was the connecting yeah. thread of my movies, what's the weapon? Video editing. What am I talking about? 1993 American crime drama directed by Philip Kaufman, starring Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes, Rising, Rising Sun, Sun. <laughs> which is wow. such an awesome movie. And, and the yet, whole plot is driven. The unconventional weapon of chaos is video editing because this <laughs> Japanese firm is basically they, they frame the senator played by Ray Weiss, who we've met. Kyle, Kyle and I have actually had the great fortune of meeting. True. And there's just it's it's a great 90s movie of something that is just vulgar, graphic, mm-hmm. insane and yet infinitely watchable. Like you watch it and you just go, I, I can't, I got to see where this is going. But video uh, and for those of you who are societal bent, it does have some old school oh. 90s races in oh, there too. So no, you, I mean, and not, it hasn't aged as well as Blazing Saddles. Let's be no. honest. <laughs> it's, it's from a different genre at a different time. And who knew? And what's the weapon? Final yes. Cut or whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that you know, and that's one I haven't seen. Somehow I missed that one. I don't know how, 
in the nineties. It was just hmm. yeah, that's that's yeah, Michael exactly. Crichton. There was that was when Hollywood yep. would just be like Crichton, what you got? What's what what you, what you got there? We're gonna what make a new yeah. movie. Uh, things in a yeah. park kill there people. Great. <laughs> Here's a hundred million dollars. <laughs> All right, for my final pick, I have to give my wife some credit on this one because I, she said, well, what's the list? I said this, and she's like, oh, boom. And I was like, what? huh? Give me a minute to think, right? Uh, she said, no, this, she, well, she saw me Googling mayhem because I wanted to make sure I understood what really mm. constitutes mayhem. And she's like, why are you looking at mayhem? That's like chaos. And I go, yeah, I know. She's like, yeah, you know, like in that moment in Ocean's Eleven when they set off the pinch and it just blackouts Las Vegas and, it, you know, the, the, during the fight in the <laughs> casino and just chaos everywhere is a distraction. And I thought, well, there's my number one pick there, Ocean's Eleven, which is yeah. one, it's a the it's pinch. a classic in our household, totally quotable. Uh-huh. Remember yes. still listening to the soundtrack to that in the car when the girls were little and they would just love singing along to Papa Loves Mambo for whatever reason. Don't know. They really dug that song. With that, <laughs> uh, that is one of my all-time favorite a, movies. That's got to be in my top ten, classic, if not my top yes, five. Set off the pinch in Vegas. There we go. All right, nice. Kyle. We got we got we got robots. So, we got a robot. We got coming. robots. So the thing okay. about that's great about robots is they don't get happy. They don't get sad. They just run programs. Except when they get struck by lightning and suddenly come alive and turn into Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Oh. Oh, what a <laughs> designed as a, w- a killing machine ends up loving kittens and driving trucks around and dancing from the 80s in another movie with some watching it and say, is there some weird racism in here by casting Fisher Stevens? Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is. Role? Yes. Oh, the 80s. Yeah. Oh, oh, the 80s. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna round this out. I'm gonna just preface this by saying though, I have oh, two okay. bonus picks. But but I had I had to round out the Harvey okay. Keitel trilogy. Harvey Keitel and more mayhem. <laughs> now this is gonna be weird. This okay. is gonna be deep. Please don't let it be from Bad Lieutenant. The the weapon. Oh no, I went I went way deeper than that. <laughs> okay, good. I thought we were going the in weapon a different direction. Go ahead. Is a kiss. <gasps> What's the movie? Oh, that's right. The 1988 religious drama film directed by Martin that's Scorsese, The Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> oh, Rob, that is sacrilegious. <laughs> no, I, just say, I just want to say, as Jesus looks over my shoulder right here, I, let me just, I mean, no, when I was doing this list and I was going like, oh, wow, you know, I, I was like Rising Sun. I can totally think of that. And I'm thinking, oh, what's my theme? Oh, Ke- you know, Harvey Keitel. Oh. I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's totally amazing. So there you yes. go. Okay. So <laughs> and, and of course, if you don't know, Harvey Keitel plays Judas Iscariot. He betrays Jesus Christ, played and by Willem Dafoe. Ensues. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> and then chaos yeah. ensues, and it's unconventional weapon. Uh-huh. What do you do? All right. So, <laughs> so anyway. Okay, but I, I couldn't, I gotta just okay. say this is my two bonus picks. Unconventional weapon. Elvis impersonators. The movie Three Thousand Miles oh, to Graceland. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! That, oh man, you just gave me a yes. bad nineties flashback. Oh, no, I mean oh, wow. seriously. Wow, Kevin I was Costner, actually in like, Vegas the one that, while they were filming that movie. Okay, so there's that one, but then my, I had just had to do this one as sentimental. What's what's the weapon? Beer. What am I talking about? The 1983 Canadian comedy film. With SCTV characters Bob and Doug McKenzie, well, is it beer or is it a mouse in a beer bottle? 
Because <laughs> that actually is what gets them into the, into the our, brewery, <laughs> you know. Elsinore. <laughs> hey, where's our lifetime beer of beer, eh? Where are we? <laughs> Steve, no, did you I, have I the don't, but I do. I, do not, I, I only had one okay, what, because it what, didn't what fit the theme, got? so I didn't use it. Um, <laughs> so this is a pretty okay. deep cut. Rob, don't take a drink now. You're going to do a spit take. <laughs> Let me put, a, put the cup down. Um, it's because the actual, the, the unconventional weapon warfare is actually in the title of the film, which is an adaptation of a television show, which does not in the title of the film. And that's The Nude oh Bomb gosh. from Get 1980, The Get Smart wow. Movie. Oh. <laughs> a bomb that destroys yes. people's clothes. I re- oh, yeah. Unconventional. How did we not? I mean, we missed Naked Gun, Robotic Reggie Jackson. Like, all the things, I must all kill. The things that we missed. Oh, this was there. such a great topic. Yeah, I know. They, they, they threw it at us like, yeah. oh, yeah, see if they yeah. do that. Yeah. All I'm right. Like, I'm bringing the Judas yeah. kiss. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Number five is alive. So for uh. this coming week they're going to be talking about oh right cries and whispers 1973 from ingmar bergman so man i wish we had some yeah, like, well, raise your hand have you seen have you seen that they have cries left, and whispers but... fan out there anyone anyone seen it Ooh, the cries and whispers? anyone <laughs> am i the only hearing crickets Just all right me? good thing okay. i not I'm, I'm working my way into bergman but it's i take them like once a once a quarter you know it's about what I, I pace myself with that. Mm-hmm. So they gave us several options. That old yes. school. So they, they gave us six options, so we can narrow it down. You know, looking at these. So we've got possibly. Okay. We'll follow the rules, Andy. Terminal we'll cancer. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Wow. Terminal cancer. There, Man. There's, you know, things you okay. can think of. <laughs> Was. I didn't expect no, no. both barrels or at once, Andy. Very close, very close Jeez. family servants. So I guess a close relationship with the family servants. Okay. Um, okay. This is an unusual one. Saturated production design. Saturated with what? Because a lot yes. of Richard Burton movies are pretty well, or, saturated. You know, if, if the terminal oh cancer God. wasn't enough for you, we can go with self-stabbing <laughs> or self-mutilation. <laughs> <laughs> dream sequence is assisted suicide no, dr- next on the list man and and letting oh, longtime employees go so i'm assuming that's one of the close family servants they ultimately have to wow. so lots of uplifting moments in this film wow yeah apparently man. wait can i just say we should one of them should just be anything involving <laughs> a whisper <laughs> Well, they could you could whisper to let a long term employee go in the title <laughs> in the plot. I have to in the, in the background of a scene. <laughs> oh no! There's wow! There's yes, some there neat is. stuff there. Yes, there is. Yeah. So, so do you? Wow. Okay. So let's 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 sort of pare this down. So I think yeah. We give okay. them either terminal cancer or self stabbing or mutilation. I, I think having both of those as an option is is. Too too much. Or movies where the Grim Reaper right. shows so up. Would you rather have terminal cancer or the self mutilation as an option? <laughs> so, yes, oh, so we're exactly. doing another game. All right, which would I? Which would, would you rather? Terminal cancer or self mutilation? <laughs> Boy, uh, do you get to choose what sure. part you mutilate? 
can we can we do that? Like, no, uh, I, can we like pick no, a, no, a, a particular no, body part? No, that no, gets we're playing by the rules. Oh, right. I'm just saying, yes. like, it is self mutilation. Like, people oh. who lose a hand. Oh, self mutilation of the hand. No, you know. Right. I'm saying, no, like, can we like no. direct? No, it, like, you can't. Like, no, it's no? got to be a wider yes, net fine. than that. <laughs> I'm actually going to vote for self mutilation. There's a lot. There's a lot of. De- I mean, even yeah. even the even phase yeah. two of the MCU has a ton of oh, yeah. people losing their. Uh, yeah, no self mutilation. Terminal cancer yeah. is just you're. No, you're getting all terms of endearment <laughs> and weepy, and you want that one movie with with uh, who was the Campbell kid from the early '90s? Don't don't help them. That, oh yeah, never mind. Forget that one. But we're, no, we're not on that show. We're going I'm for voting for self mutilation. Yes, self mutilation. Absolutely, self mutilation. <laughs> All right. So then, again, we've got the. Um, so we. I <laughs> think these are sort of apparent. Letting the longtime employees go or very close family servants. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like very close okay. family very servants. Close I family. do too. There's okay. complexities in that. Yeah, the longtime long-term employees. I can think okay. of a bunch of those. Okay. So I want to make this hard. Of course, of course, the the audience right. is going to pick which then, of those. Then we have either do, the. So. Yeah. And who's I, not going to pick terminal cancer? Dream sequences or sat or saturated dream production sequences. design. I don't know what saturated no, no, production design really means in that case. Oh, so I was going to say we don't know what it is. Let's let them figure it out. Let's let uh, yeah. let us let the fans <laughs> vote and let's then I'm, no, I'm, possibly now I'm let, thinking about the fans. I'm only, I'm always thinking about the fans. You want them, you want them to have something fun, and then it's up to Pete, Ray, and Tommy to figure yes. it out next week. Yeah, no, satur- yeah. saturated production design. Because I think there'll be some I cool picks. I think so, that... too, because everybody can yeah, think true. of a, yeah. like a dream se- sequence. But if they pay attention, you know, and listen to the show and find out what they're talking about with their saturated production design. I mean, I, I already said Judge well, Dredd, yes, so they can't I use know. that one. All right. I mean, those are some pretty, I mean, you know, the Mega City 1 is yes, pretty so impressive. we got, oh. all right, self-stabbing or mutilation. They really yes. built that motorcycle. And the lady, very though. close family servants and the saturated production design. So all in one go. <laughs> HBO Max is going to get a spike <laughs> in people watching Judge Dredd and go, what's going on? What's happening here? <laughs> and Spice Spike being like, five. <laughs> so that's our list. I'll get that posted in Discord. Uh, where are, are you guys like wrapping things up over there? We are. We are wrapping it up. Uh, this is like this is our last appearance before uh, our our final episode of Hulk. This is it. This is the week. Minute one thirteen yeah. will come in. I think on Wednesday. For those of you who have not been listening, we are into the credits, and you'd think, "What are they getting for credits?" Well, <laughs> just so happens that uh, we happen to talk to a person who was in the movie. So we have a six part interview. Is it six parts or is it five parts? No, it was, oh, I think wow. it's seven. It's seven. Oh, seven. So you got yeah. a seven-part interview seven part with Mr. Terry Notary. And if you've enjoyed any of the uh, latter-day uh, apes movies, you're enjoying his work because he is the main ape trainer for all of those. And also he happened to be in, you know, the highest-grossing film of all time, Avengers Infinity War. Endgame. No, Endgame. Endgame was number one. He was in both, but <laughs> in Endgame. Well, and I think yesterday's episode, which is titled Nightcrawler and Two Capes Walk Into a Bar – that's the episode yeah, right. that goes into some of his inc- beyond right. Incredible Hulk, some of his incredible comic book movie roles. And, yeah. and, it and was when you look through great. the stuff, it is amazing all the stuff he did. Like, you know, if, if you enjoyed how Nightcrawler moved around in X-Men 2, oh, wow. that was Terry Notary. If you enjoyed how The Who was moved in uh, Ron Howard's Grinch oh, movie, yes. that was Terry Notary. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's the, the main guy. If it's, if it's, it's not Andy Circus, it's Terry Notary. And oh, sometimes it's wow. both. both. We're, we're going to talk about that oh, later well, in the episode, too, next week. He was absolutely fantastic. 
I mean, yeah. it was just incredible. He talked to us for an hour and a half. You'll hear so almost even all of it. Even if you don't like the Hulk no, movie, it's, it's, man, you're going to want to this interview yes. because he really goes deep in like all this stuff. Some insight from somebody on the production, just just hearing their, their perspective on things. That's a great opportunity. Yeah, definitely going to have to check that yeah. out, guys. Well, hey, it's Saturday. Time to get out and enjoy the Phoenix heat right. of 130 something degrees. That's right. You got to get out here and go back to streaming uh, right. panels what from what uh, do we DC. Call it? Like uh, Fahrenheit Plus oh. out here. Is that what we, we do? <laughs> That's right. No kidding. Plus. I think double plus. Oh, double right. plus. Maybe double plus well, ultra. It's great talking with you guys on the Saturday morning, talking movies, talking Princess Bride, Quibi stuff. I'm gonna have to. I I have to go check that out. I that's the one, that's my one takeaway. <laughs> that if I can yeah. I can do that in ten minute segments, and then I can do your you know your seven part interview. So I got some I got some good good things. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, I got, I we got your week set up for you. Bored on a Sunday? Go. Boy, All have we right, got a plan for Thank you. Thank you so much. Great talking with you. Until you. next time, true believers. Bye. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.